Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Jay, we ain't play me some pimping before we even do this. <laughs> we only we only associate with pimps and players and things like that, and get the mood right before we get to you know speaking this information and things. It's a lot like of playing in the political game. Yeah, understood. You got you to be a big player. Yeah, nothing light, nothing light. Especially when you coming for Louisiana type shit, man. That's how you feel, bro. We got tears in here. You gonna play that? You could have been signing Young Money. <laughs> Play that one man you was working on for Nicki Minaj. <laughs> yeah, what you mean, man? Yeah. Oh, you heard that, Jay Owen? My boy say, oh, he make beats. <laughs> Hell no, he don't make beats. Oh, yeah. He a producer, Ted. He plays instruments. Oh. You know that little shit Ryan Leslie be playing that don't nobody know how to play for him? He know how to play it. Went to school on the Susan scholarship. Come on, man. Hey, don't play him now. Don't play him now. Don't play him now. I'm bullshitting. Well, don't don't play him now. Ja Rule already said he wanted that. Yeah, we're gonna play. Yeah, don't play him, Ja Rule. Shit. I'm telling you. That's the one. Let me hear it. That sounds like something that you'll win an election to right there. 
You know we got a song, huh? You got a song? We did a song. Mr. Hanker did a song for us. Why you ain't? Why we ain't got it? Play, uh, to her. Can you, can you deliver to Mr. Hanker? So play. Deliver to Mr. Hanker. song. Get the song. The, uh, I got it on my phone. The, the song? Yeah. Yeah, the, you got the final one? You over there with him, man. Cause you know. the final one. And she rapping on it. For real? Yeah. What? Not the press so, secretary. We came here, did We did it at, what's the studio we did it at? Uh, Bro, this too good, man. man. This too good. I'm the blackest person you'd have never seen in politics. Uh, <laughs> what a shirt that they say that. I like to say. Now that's the that's the campaign right there. Say that shit again one more time, clean for the camera. Blackest person you'd have never seen in politics. Let's go. Let's that's go. the name of this episode. Blackest person in politics. The blackest person in politics, bro. Blackest man in politics. Well, how did you how did you start your political journey? Cause we, I feel like we doing this shit. This By better accident. Than, accident. I was a small business owner. I had two of my best friends and I started a business called The Rouge Collection. Yeah. Um, it's a black media company in Baton Rouge and we ended up along the way writing these stories about issues that happened around the country. Trayvon Martin got killed. I had a platform. I wrote a column. Mike Brown got killed. I had a platform. I wrote a column and I hold my first town hall. My first town hall, probably 20 people came to. I knew a, pre a preacher. The preacher knew a politician. I had a little panel, I put it on my website, people showed up. 2015, a brother named Lamar Johnson was pulled over by the police in Baker, Louisiana, which is a little town right outside of Baton Rouge. Oh, he uh, fucked up. The police stop actually goes well. Lamar had a warrant, the cop says, I gotta take you to Paris prison for this warrant. Let him call his mama, he calls his mom. Lamar ends up at Paris prison. Three days later, they say he hung himself. Um, this is a few weeks before Sandra Bland, and his story don't go viral. Uh, I wrote a column about Lamar, 40,000 people read that column. A few months later, the district attorney in Baton Rouge was trying to open a misdemeanor jail, which was to round up <clears throat> people who had simple traffic violations, bench warrants, put them in uh, this temporary jail for the weekend to basically pay off their debt, a debtor's prison. That's kidnapping. So my thoughts were, if you already got people who can't pay a traffic ticket, I, that's why I didn't come to court. I couldn't pay the ticket. Right. Now you make me miss work, right? So now I don't go to work, now I can lose my job. Right. So the person who's impacted by poverty is more, more doubly impacted as a result of these type of decisions. So I go to my first city council meeting after writing columns about this. Um, two dozen other young black men showed up and we killed a misdemeanor jail. And that's how I got into politics. Mm. I didn't get into politics because, but at that same meeting, they had the agenda where you could read all of the pop, all of the things that's coming up on the agenda that day. And so I was looking at the agenda and it said 75,000 of this company and 180,000 of this company and 500,000 of this company. So I'm inquisitive. So I go look up and see, well, what's this company? Who, who owns these companies? Go to the Secretary of State the website, yeah. look at the people. None of the board of directors, none of the CEOs look like me. 
I live in a city that's 56% black. Mm. So then I started asking questions. Well, how much of the money that the city spend come to black people? None. 2%. <laughs> Whoa, that ain't none. That's city, more than I would have thought. 2% that's of wild. city parish contracts were going to black people at the time. So we had a black mayor, so I challenged that black mayor. I wrote a whole lot of columns, created a whole lot of controversy. People was pissed off at me. Um, didn't make a lot of friends in the beginning, but we did make a lot of change uh, because now there's an office of diversity and inclusion in the city of Baton Rouge because we helped elect the first black woman mayor, Sharon Weston Broome, who helped create that. We helped put more black council members uh, who would be intentional about putting money and resources in the hands of black entrepreneurs, um, help pass the biggest roads project in the city of Baton Rouge in support of our mayor. Now that roads project, over 20% of those dollars are gonna go to black businesses. And that's a billion dollar project, right? Uh, when we talk about trying to build black wealth, it's cool to build apartment complexes and all of that stuff like that, but the real resources is in how can you tap into the government resources to build your companies? Yeah, 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 that's real, man. And we've been, just think about it, that's 2% in Baton Rouge, what's it like in these other cities? I think yeah. that when you look at the numbers in every city, not just the cities, the state, Every, every local municipality is spending money, right? So every one of them take your tax dollars, put them into the pot, and then they decide where that money goes based on the people that are the legislators on your city council. DeKalb County, Fulton County, that's two different councils, right? That's two different bodies of people making decisions about money that gets moved around. Then you take that up to the state level, right? Yeah. That's a different body of people making decisions about your money and the federal level. And at every level of that, they're giving out contracts. And the people who getting them don't look like me and you. Right. Right. I've been thinking about starting me a little side business fixing potholes. <clears throat> it's lucrative. I know it. I did the research. But you and I'm black too. <laughs> you gotta get the money first though. No, you don't. Yeah, you do. And that's why they don't really want nobody fixing the potholes, because they really don't cost shit. <laughs> it's cheap. Yeah. I think Domino's was doing the shit for free. <laughs> With piece of money. Exactly. You got government money. <laughs> I need to be federally funded. You feel me? Yeah. How much of money, how much of the, of the like you said, from the past, how much of it is being stolen, though? I can't tell you how much being you know, stolen. Why not? I mean... That's the one thing <laughs> like next week. These folks stole the whole country. What you talking about? You right. You right. They stole whole nations. I can't yep. tell you how much they steal. Yeah. Folks stealing every day, man. Yeah. Especially in that type of structure, though. I think that, you know, the reality is whether they are stealing um, in, a, in a form of breaking the law or whether they are stealing using stealing. the law to take resources from our community and not putting it back. That's the way they that do it. Stealing. That's the way they do it. They no, know they, how to word that well, they shit. Call it, they call it reallocating resources. Misappropriate funds. Well, reappropriations. Yeah, reappropriate. Because miss mean bad. If Re it, mean, we just yeah. did it again. If, if you look at, uh, <laughs> Republicans will tell you that they're going to cut education and somehow you're going to be smarter. Right. Right? That's like pissing on my leg and telling me it's raining. Nah, you, you, it's never gonna work. In Louisiana, we spend $11,000 a year to educate a kid and $19,000 a year to put somebody in jail. So yeah. what, which one do we really care more about? Shit, them criminals right? coming out smart than a motherfucker. They coming out with nothing. Yeah. 
You know, well, they, 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 you know, it's college for criminals. They go yeah, in there and learn more crime. But for those who go into that and get that out of it, how many of our brothers and sisters actually come out with college degrees out of those programs? Oh, yeah, no. Not enough. Oh, I'm not even talking about no like real Like you said programs. earlier, about 2%. <laughs> <laughs> keep that number. Hell yeah, I fucked with that number. J-O-N, how you feeling over there? Good, I think it's the perfect time to tell everybody, hey, welcome back to the 85 South Show. Yeah. yeah. We in here, we getting real astronomical with it today. We politically correct and incorrect at the same time. We making moves for the legislation. Oh man, not the not the legislative branch. Yes, the not executive the branch. We not about the executive. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, what are we talking about, Bro, man? We, we might take this shit all the way to the state. Oh man. We might take this shit to the federal level. They might have to call in the Supreme Court just to review the information that we putting on this one today. Well, I've been told economists they've been wrong. Somebody get Margaret Thatcher on the phone. <laughs> the GDP. Come on, where is Maxine Waters right now? Do you know uh, the median age of black Americans is 32? Say what? The median age of black Americans is 32. It's 32? 32, which means that the greatest impact that could be made in the voting booth could, make, could be made by young black people. That's the secret sauce. So you are already getting in there. I ain't even told them who you are yet. Do, the, do the rest. Just, no, do, yeah. do the rest. I'm Gary Chambers and I'm running for the U.S. Senate in Louisiana. Damn. You see how I set that up? U.S. Senate. You see that? Louisa, you might recognize him from such political ads as... Do the pose from when from the ad, smoking the blunt. We get, this show, this about you, Gary. <laughs> I think this is it. Right. This whole ad, if you didn't see it, go see it. Go watch it now, man. Smoking a fat-ass blunt. That's when he got my vote. I don't even live. But then the shit he's saying on top then of smoking the, shit the blood, he's saying. even more real. Every 37 seconds, somebody's incarcerated uh, for the use of cannabis in this country. Come on. Damn. While people make billions of dollars in profit of it. Colorado has yeah. the fourth-ranked education system in the country. They spend hundreds of millions of dollars a year in tax dollars from cannabis to educate their children. Louisiana has the 46th-ranked education system in the country, the most incarcerated place in the country, the 47th-ranked uh, opportunity. We rank 50 in crime because we rank 47 in opportunity, and we jailing people. So if you have more people incarcerated than anywhere else in the country, right, and your policies and your laws are stricter than anywhere else in the country, then clearly locking Negroes up and putting uh, laws that are strict are not going to make our community safer because we live in the most murderous <laughs> state in America. Right. You can talk about Chicago all you want to. Come to New Orleans. Shit. Like, real Damn. life, there are consequences that happen from the policies of the people who lead us that leave our communities in disarray. When you look at New Orleans today, there was a documentary that just came out, a brother uh, dropped called <coughs> Katrina Babies, right? Okay. Um, I think everybody should watch that to look at the condition of New Orleans because what you're looking at is the people who are 18 to 25, they're Katrina Babies. They're people who went through Katrina, their whole world was destroyed, nobody ever asked them how they were doing, and then we put them back in a city with limited resources and a fucked up school system. Even less than it was before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's with, with no stability emotionally, no stability financially, <clears throat> and no community stability for them. And then we are looking at the end result of that today, of the neglect that we've done over the last 15 to 17 years since Katrina. Yeah. 
And now when you see that New Orleans has become the murder capital of this, the country, right? Well, how we got here? And then Republicans love to say, oh, it's the mayor of New Orleans or the, the leadership in New Orleans. Well, damn, you take credit for everything good in all the peaceful cities where they got Republican leaders, right? right? But it's your money and your policies that impact what happens in those cities. Because the mayor of a city still is, has to abide by the rules of the state, right? Yeah. And if the state is ran by a Republican governor or a Republican legislature, in our part, because we got a Democrat governor, well, he, he, he kind of Democrat, uh, but... Democrat. Yeah, something like that. That's, I like that. I like that. Uh, uh, nonetheless, if you look at the impact that that has, it leaves our communities in disarray, and we never hold them accountable. Republicans sit and talk all of this trash about uh, making our communities safer. The worst-ranked states in the country are all ran by Republicans. Uh, seven out of the ten worst-ranked state states, states in the country are ran by Republicans. Seven out of ten of the top-ranked states are ran by Democrats. Now, I ain't, I ain't capping for Democrats because they got issues too. But what I'm saying is, facts are facts. Facts are facts. Right? And, and the math ain't mathing when it's talking about the, the return on investment for us in our communities. And, and I think that the culture is missing it because Beyonce can't loan $2.5 billion to the state of Louisiana for a new bridge. She wouldn't do that anyway. Listen, though. But a white man named... Jim Bernhardt can and, and is in negotiations with the state of Louisiana to loan the state $2.1 billion to build a bridge. Right? Just a random white man. A, a billionaire in the state of Louisiana. Now watch this though. Long on, a, on a loan with an interest rate that will be paying his family when he's dead because he in his 70s. And that interest rate. Let's crazy. talk about another contract, right? Louisiana State University has a cooling system that got replaced, that's getting replaced. The contract was given to a, a company owned by this man, right? To replace the cooling systems at the university. Then the university pays him for however many years for maintaining the cooling system at the university. We talking about real money. This stuff we talking about with uh, hip hop and entertainment, that's cool. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's one level of wealth. But we're not even tapping into the level of wealth that we could be tapping into as a people. Give us and, the game. And, and when we talk about how we want to build wealth for real, if you exclude the political process, you are never going to build a real black ecosystem. Right. Right? Like when we talk about, I love what Wall Street Trap is doing. I love what all of these brothers that are talking about investing are doing. Earn your leisure the, the, the second and component the of investor. That, the second component of that is the political process. You're looking at right now, right here in Atlanta, right? We're talking about folks that are upset about the folks that are locked up uh, with the with the situation with uh, come on uh, slime uh, young thug, thug. thug. YSL everybody's upset about uh, what's happening in that situation right who who appoints federal prosecutors U S senators the president appoints them approved by U S senators so the people working the case. Right? Not just your local district attorney, but the feds that's involved for it to become a RICO case, right? They're appointed by United States, approved by United States senators. How many of us are having conversations with the United States senator about what the feds are doing in these cases? I mean, shit, I'm talking to you. And that's happening not just in Georgia, that's happening in Illinois, it's happening in Louisiana. The most streamed artist on YouTube is from Baton Rouge. Yeah. yeah. Straight up. And they trying to put RICO cases on all of them. Yeah. My question is, 
Are you going to make my community safer with that? Or should we be investing our time in trying to create opportunities that keep us out of this type of street mentality? Now, I do think we have to have conversations about accountability. How many, how many ways can we talk about killing each other in the music? And why is it only music that get spread like that? I'm just what saying, like, like, how many times, like, we crying at every Friday funeral, right? But we continue to play the music that constantly feeds that energy into our system. At some point, we ought to talk about how do we get some hope on the other side of it. And, and truthfully, as rich as you are, why you still won't kill somebody? The last thing I ever want to do is kill another black man. Big facts. Like, there's two sides to the coin. There's a side where the government has to do its part, and there's a side where we as a community have to do our part. And we need leaders that are willing to say both sides of that coin. Yeah, I'm going to go cuss the white folks every time they take the money. But I'm going to also ask you to go tell your cousin to stop talking about the same stuff in the music every week. Because you're making my job harder. It's two sides to all of this. I wish I could take about 20 of us into a back room and have a conversation. Because we could change the whole South. Let's do it. Yeah. We Tell can set when. that up. Let's go. That's easy. Who you wanna? Who would you wanna invite to something like that? I think y'all know better than mm -hmm. I on that. Yeah. You know the people who can move the needle in the culture. The question is right now, we got midterm elections. Uh, Leader Abrams is up in Georgia. Senator Warnock is up here. But there's also people like uh, Mandela Barnes running in for the U.S. Senate in Wisconsin. There's uh, Charles Booker running for the U.S. Senate in Kentucky. There's Val Demings running for the U.S. Senate in Florida, right? All of these people, Sherry Beasley uh, in North Carolina, all of them black, right? Question is, for all of the people in hip hop who have made posts about wanting something to change in the justice system, how many of them made a contribution to any of their campaigns? This is my first time hearing their name. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. I mean, That's important. Outside Georgia, yeah. That's a piece of the pie, you know? And, and these are the conversations I think that get us to a place of fruit. It ain't a judge on either side because neither one of us, we all ignorant till we know. What time you woke up this morning? Uh, I get up about 8.30. What time you woke up this morning? Nine. I woke up this morning about seven, right? We all woke up, but we didn't wake up at the same time. That's the same thing with our people. They're not gonna all come to consciousness at the same time. We just gotta make sure we put the information out so that they can wake up. That's the number one thing. A lot of, a lot of us don't know where the information is, who these people are. I think, we, I, think, I think we have to do a better job of making ourselves available <coughs> On to both the sides, people. though. You know what I'm saying? It sides. is, it's true, it's true. Uh, there's been folks who have let our community down. A lot of times people say, Gary, you don't wear a suit all the time. Well, most of the people who came into my community lying to black folk had a suit and tie on. Stole everything. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, when I walk into the neighborhood, I want you to feel like, damn, I could talk to him at least, you know? Um, you gotta be relatable to people. You gotta meet people where they are. Right. So you've been seeing a lot of successes, you know, here and there throughout your, you know, your, your rise through the politics and things like that. When did it start making sense for you? I think for me, when I started to see like incremental change uh, and then talk to like some of the people who have been in this work a long time, right. uh, you understand that every generation of black people have had to kind of pay their dues to this process that we've had to uh, take some shit we didn't want to take, process that, and then navigate forward. But that that little sacrifice ends up with big results in the end. Mm. Uh, when we changed the chief of police in Baton Rouge and we saw police policies change, I know that there are less people getting their ass whooped by the Baton Rouge Police Department today than they were when I was a spokesperson for Alton Sterling's family in 2016. Um, that 
to me matters. That's the stuff that keeps me motivated. Now, is it difficult? Yeah. There are days where I wake up and I'm like, man, I don't want to do this at all. Um, it is not always rewarding. Uh, you see the likes on social media, but you don't see all of the trash people talk, all of the things that we have to do to be conscious of safety in a way that other folks don't have to do. Um, because as many people as you see praising you, there's just as many people out there who criticize you and feel uh, that you are a threat to what is normal to them. Uh, and what's normal to them is detrimental to people that look like me. Right. Right. Um, I'm a gun owner for a reason. <laughs> you know, uh, the world is real. And I think that black folk need to recognize that um, the Civil War didn't happen uh, because people just got mad one day. It's because there was a continuation and a perpetuation of lies and misinformation the same way that we see today that would lead to something like what happened on January 6th. And I think that we need to be consciously aware that if we don't stand up right now, that there are people who are really working to take us backwards. Well, I know what happened on January the 6th, but for the people who are watching and may not know, Tell them what happened. When all uh, Brian Kemp cousins went and stormed the Capitol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were down there tripping, man. I won't make it personal for you. There you go. <laughs> now, I, was, I fuck with that, the debate. They were down there tripping. Like Everybody that, went. Even the people in the wheelchair, the disabled, the handicapped, the. Um, all of them going. Yeah, but they, think about that, though, right? They going too. That, they that were, they that, were there. That's that some of my favorite in shit. A wheelchair would be so dedicated to his call. He made a stand. Yeah, that he would get on, get on a bus, a car, whatever. In he stood up for something. There. And find parking. We can't get Negroes to go down the street to the boat. His hate was worth more than the hassle. Come on, bro. You talking, duck. His hate was worth more than the oh, hassle. That's what he I'm do. You, you talking about I'm telling you. you know, I said you on the road. Come on, yeah, hey, look, I'm already out here, man. You just got to meet me out. Hey, set it up. You know I'm how motherfuckers here, be bro. like, he in his bag. This motherfucker got one of them big Santa Claus bags. He stay off in there, man. He stay talking that shit. That's crazy, though. Went down there. Welcome It'll back to the 85 South Show. <laughs> we getting real political today. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 
55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Got my man Gary Chambers in here blowing good blunts. Yes, sir. Talking good shit. At the same time. Mm-hmm. Man, what, so what resources do you feel like you need from the black community to help you make this thing possible? You know, I've had this question about, you know, we dropped this, the weed ad, right? Um... Now, I wanted to ask you about that, too. Like, what made you do that? That was very bold. I think for me, one, um, I smoke. <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and These be- are things that motherfuckers usually hide, though, when they, they run it for something. But because I recognize that we live in a world where clickbait media uh, can dominate stuff, I'm never going to let nobody <clears throat> else tell my shit on me. Right. Right? Uh, so for me, I'm going to let you know I smoke. So if any, at any point somebody discovers that I smoke marijuana, it's not controversial, I already told you, right? That's number one for me on a personal level. Two, from an equity standpoint and, and where we are in a, as a society, when I went to California for the first time and I bought legal weed uh, and came back to Louisiana, 
I Made just you not want to be there no perspective more. Exactly. about the bondage that people are in as a result of this. And I felt obligated to use my platform to say something about it. Um, and to me, I think too often in politics, uh, we spend this time trying to be an image of something that we not. Uh, you gonna take me as I am because whatever way this goes, if somebody come out with something, you'll be like, oh hell, we already knew Gary Smoke, we knew he cuss, uh, what else? <laughs> you know, that's it. Yeah. Kevin Allen, Kevin Allen is in Angola Penitentiary right now for less than a gram of cannabis for a life sentence. People, people are in a cage right now with tax dollars paying for them. The real hypocrisy is the state of Louisiana grows cannabis at Louisiana State University and Southern University with my tax dollars and sells it in the medical market, right? They do the same shit at all. While jailing people for the exact same thing that you're doing with my tax dollars. Right. Hold on, you want to go one more level? Go ahead with it. You can buy stocks in these weed companies legally make money from this shit on the stock market and people still sitting in prison. And go to jail for it. That's crazy. It ain't got shit to do with the law, though. And 70%... That's just slavery. It is. What you mean? The prison system, that's that's the whole slavery shit. So it ain't about fucking how you got there. They just want you to get there. Right. Just gotta let that shit sit for a minute. You're stupid. Telling you, man. Better wake up to this shit. So your your shit was a smoking shit, but what your opponent, what what what, <laughs> what your opponent said, man. You know, uh, one thing you ain't never gonna see associated with me is crack. <laughs> okay. Damn, I was just about to tell <laughs> you. Just to, not be my I was thing. just about to tell you to uh, go find some crackheads and be like, what you gonna do if people start calling you with their problem? <laughs> man, go somewhere with that shit, man. Don't call me. Call I got my own Hey, don't call me with no police ass shit, man. <laughs> now that'd be an uh, ad. I'm straight. I ain't got no problem. Hey, my name is Luther, and I approve that man. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, What's my, your next ad? Can we get the sneak peek on the ad? Well, we dropped one today on crime, uh, and we got one next week that we're dropping on Columbus Day. Okay. Uh, that is kind of like a Jordan Peele vibe, uh, where we tell the truth about Christopher Columbus with uh, a kid. We have a, yeah. a kid actor who is from Atlanta, actually, who uh, is playing the role of the kid in I add for us, um, and it's really to address what I feel is a myth. They keep talking about this critical race theory. One, they don't teach critical race theory in any public schools in America. Right. Um, that's a college course or a law school course. Yeah. Uh, two, um, they're using it as a way to take accurate history out of history books so that people don't know the horrors that uh, some white ancestors did to black and brown and indigenous people in this They country. really, they fucking up because they don't want us to start telling the story. Anytime they, you start taking books out of schools, you really, like, you, you're in a bad place as a society. Right. You know, like, we should not want to limit people's access to information. We should want to increase the information that you can digest so that we don't repeat the mistakes of the past. The only way that we understand, oh, people locked people up and did these things. Now, don't make it seem like, you know, black black enslaved, our ancestors who were enslaved were joyous about being enslaved. Right. No. Like the kids was playing with each right. other on the plantation. Nah, nobody was playing with nobody. Cool. No. You know, and if they yeah. weren't playing with each other, they damn sure wasn't happy to be playing with them. Right. <laughs> 
you know? And like, it was some I, fucked I up playing with you. Too. I don't want to play with you. It's like your mama take you to the, the don't lady, make up that the state, lady she worked for a house. You Bring know? it to me. You know, you, um, your mama, you with your mama, she go to the lady she worked for a house, and you got to go play with this kid that, that is nothing like you? Nah, I don't want to go play with that kid. Damn. They don't, want, they don't like that, the, uh, you know, they ain't know them pictures was going to be around that long. They didn't care that them pictures was going to be around that long. That's what I'm they, saying. They, now, they, they, now they family coming out like my grandmother, but she didn't mean to throw the brick at Martin Luther. Like, you know, <laughs> motherfucker, he, he spit on the little girl. He was 38 years old because he didn't want to go into the school. That, a, come on, A man. broke clock can be right twice a day. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Telling me that your grandpa uh, was good to you and he was a good man, he was oh, still shit. a broke clock. Yeah. He just yeah. write twice a day. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Cause you treat your family good, don't tell me nothing. The Bible tells me uh, how you treat your neighbor. Yeah. Do you treat your neighbor as you treat yourself? Right? And, and the reality is, based on the policies that people vote for, you don't treat your neighbor as you treat yourself. Matter of fact, you steal from your neighbor on a regular basis to make your nice parks and community look good while, my, while you built the ghetto and then told us to fix it. It wasn't no black folk. We didn't fund that. I'm sure if black people were a part of the conversation of building public housing in, in the 60s and 70s, it they wouldn't weren't. look like it looked. They weren't. Because we would have laid that shit out. We, we would certainly have given man, ourselves hell no. We gonna, <laughs> no, no, baby, listen. Thousand square feet, baby. <laughs> We need four big people. Two steps down. Listen, to I've been go to in the future. Den. <laughs> two steps in. We finna live 15 deep in these one bedrooms, baby. <laughs> Don't put no concrete kitchen in there. We need an island. <laughs> we need to be able to eat and praise the Lord. Stay out of the white folks' business. Y'all want us to stay in there, right? <laughs> but this is what we need. Listen, this is no, what we, we need. need that. We need it now. We need it upstairs for them kids. Hey, everybody got to live upstairs now. Don't nobody want to live on the ground. We ain't no got. Hey, we don't do ground now. Y'all say we scared of height. Ah, uh, yeah, we ain't had no say so in that bullshit. None, none. They made them shits a little oven box, little just little. Hey, here, square. They tore my projects down. I was sad about it too. That's trauma. I think, I think that we, we have to really be cognizant of the investments that the government is going to make in the next 10 to 15 years because those investments are what are going to be the communities we live in for the next 20 to 30 years. They done broke all the communities up. It ain't really a whole lot of black communities left. The question is, are we going to build a, a black community again? I don't know. That's Fuck on us. building it. This is what we're going to do. Fuck building it. We just gonna wait on the hard, uh, housing market to bubble for that shit to pop. Then we just gonna all move next door to each other again. On our own terms. Or we could just keep building black wealth and get whatever we want. I ain't in the business of asking for permission. Hell no. I ain't in the business of waiting either. Uh, I think that too many of us are too patient in this process. Um, I can accept incremental change because it's change. Uh, I can't accept stagnation and doing nothing. Right. And I think that too many of our leaders uh, have become complacent because a few of us got out the hood. I right? think a few of, uh, most of our leaders was never our leaders to begin with. I felt like they was talking that shit good at first. Then they got in there and I, then they started playing that game and was just like, hold on y'all, I'm getting the street. I, 
I would say that some of them, some of them may have done that, but I, I've met a lot of people who uh, had a different process of ascension, right? Uh, none of us can understand what the pressure of being President Obama was, right? Right. The first black anything is always going to be the most criticized of any of them that's in the position. Right. That's, that's another one of my frustrations. We shouldn't still be having the first black people to be the first black people. Well, we should be on at least our fifth black person on well, everything. I'm in the position right now. I'm running for the U.S. Senate. There's never been a black man elected to the U.S. Senate in Louisiana. We're the second blackest state in America, 34% black. Uh, there's not been a black person elected statewide in Louisiana since 1873. A man named PBS Pinchback became the first black governor in the history of this country. PBS Pinchback. <laughs> PBS Pinchback. Back. <laughs> that sounds like a marathon on TV. PBS Welcome back to back. the PBS Pinchback. Pinch Gonna uh, play 700 episodes of Andy Griffin. He is. Uh, like old he football. was. He was elected to the state senate in Louisiana. He was the president of the state senate. A black man named Oscar Dunn was the lieutenant governor of Louisiana. Okay. Uh, the governor went out in a scandal, and what was it? I don't remember. It was something to deal with the election. It was voter fraud type stuff. Um, and Dunn dies. Oscar Dunn dies. Pinchback becomes the lieutenant governor. And when the governor goes out in the scandal, Pinchback becomes the first black governor in the history of the country. He's the governor for like 36 days. Uh, and there's not another black governor in the country from 1873 until 1990 when Douglas Wilder was elected the God governor damn. of Virginia. There have only been four black governors in the history of this country. If Stacey Abrams is elected governor of Georgia, she will be the fifth in the four history of this country. I just governor. said that five is the magic number. We need to be fifth. I don't give a fuck what she does at this point. I'm just voting for her so she can be fifth. That's right. And every other black person in Georgia should do the same. And the same for Raphael Warnock. Because Raphael Warnock is the 11th black U.S. senator. We had him on here. Yeah. He is the 11th black U.S. Yeah. senator. If I win, I will be the 12th. I'm trying to make sure you're the 12th. Let's go, man. Whatever I can do. Yeah. Well, what you can do is go to chambersforlouisiana.com, make a contribution, uh, because if we can raise between $550 uh, to $600,000 between nine election day, we have the resources to be able to go on TV, do mail, and get our on-the-ground uh, game moving in a way that helps us move the vote in a meaningful way in our state. Our opponent is polling at 51%. You saw his ad saying that uh, if you got a problem, call a crackhead. If you got a problem with the police, if you think that that's a problem, go to the website and make a contribution. If you ain't got $5, share the video with somebody who does have $5 to give a contribution because the TV ads that you see, the radio ads that you see, the matter of fact, they give us higher prices because we in politics for TV and radio advertising. We don't pay the regular price that everybody else plays. Uh, the shirts that you see, the push cards that you see, every bit of that stuff costs money. Mm. And I don't have a bunch of rich white men giving me money because I say the stuff that supports all of us. Yeah. They'll give you some. Very few of them. No, but you gotta let them know that you are willing to accept their white money on the black You gotta get outside Louisiana. Well, that's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Hell, I didn't know you needed money, man. <laughs> we, you know, we, we have had, I will say that we have had a lot of support from all demographics of people, uh, thousands of people. We've had people give to us from 49 of 50 states. Uh, and so I'm proud of that. That's Hopefully black. after this you get money out of off. What state ain't gave you no what money? What money was it? North Dakota or something oh, like that? Oh, come on, North Dakota. Okay. It was one, it was come like, on, North Dakota. One of those states was the only come state on. that we didn't have a contribution from. Something. Something. 
and, and, and seriously, like, nobody told me that we needed to invest in politics, right? Nobody told me because the reality is somebody paying for your politician. The question is who? Well, I don't even know who paying for that shit. I just know I'm black and everybody who done been elected done made it harder for me, progressive. Not everybody. Don't throw everybody shit. under the bus. Don't throw everybody Shit, under the I've bus. been out here. <laughs> Only the golden years for being black was from 99 <laughs> to 2003. That's me telling you that. Because you, you don't remember, like, right around 08, that was when the first shit happened. The Enron and all that shit. The first time the white people stole America. <laughs> I was out here. I remember right before that shit happened, they was giving niggas cars and, and houses. Niggas had three, four houses just out there living. Everybody had just, a Hummer. Everybody had a Hummer, girl. Niggas moving out to the suburbs. Black people ain't did that well you know, since. I think, I think that's a real thing that we should discuss, too. Like, black folk moving to the suburbs. That's how the hood got. But worse. see, that's why that's how shit happened. Once he, they, he, they he, let everybody get them he, houses, he, and he, then motherfuckers couldn't afford them, then the people who could afford them was like, shit. Well, we ain't never had right five now. bedrooms. All the we moved out of, who moving in now? They can have them. Right? They taking the houses that we didn't want. Yeah. They putting a hundred thousand dollars into them, and then they selling them for five hundred thousand. Yeah. Right? The, the truth is that we had gold mines that we let go. Momo house was a good house. It was a good house. We should have paid the taxes, yeah. right? We should have cleared the title so that one of us could have the, the clear title on the house so that we could have succession and pass down property. Right. These conversations we need to have as black folk. If your mom, your grandmama right now ain't got no will and she on, she got a house, get grandmama a will, yeah. right? We had a flood in 20. Get some life insurance too. Life insurance. We had a flood in 2016, um, and one of the leading philanthropists in our state called me and said, "What are black people going to struggle with in this flood situation?" I said, "They are going to struggle with being able to get access to the federal resources that are passed down because they don't have a clear access to the title and the property owner of the house. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have a clear person that owns the house, when the feds are sending you money <coughs> to fix your flood at home, they can't send you the money because you don't own the house." Right? Don't know one of us own the house because three of us own, three of us got left the house and, and we don't talk to each other. We mad and we cussing each other out. Fell so out about the house, right? They did nobody want to live in. Well, so, fuck, you so, stay so, there. You so, can't live here, listen, fuck that bullshit. So, so to avoid that, you put the wheel in place so when you Negroes get mad at each other, it's already on paper. Right. It's already fixed. Yeah. You know, fix all the arguing and cussing and fussing. We know you're gonna get mad. Mama ain't leave you what you wanted her to leave you. You wasn't good to her when she was living. Don't don't front. Right. You know what though, man? Right. Don't, don't ask front. They robbed don't us front. of a lot of information, and that's one thing I can say I'm a, now. I'm gonna push you on that. Uh, they ain't rob us. We ain't read. I'm straight up. Nobody told. Well, never, we couldn't go to the library for a long time. Well, <laughs> our generation has no excuse not to have information. None. Uh, yeah. I went to my first city council meeting. I was ignorant when I got there, but I read the agenda like anybody else. And once I read the agenda, I read the next agenda. And, and I started understanding how this money thing works. And I think that all of us, every one of us should just take time, even if you don't go to a city council meeting, just pull up your local city council meeting one day and just watch it. And listen to the conversation that the people are having about your community. And if you listen to one of them conversations, you will, I, I promise you, you will get more involved because you are not going to agree with what you are hearing. I know that most, because when I sit and talk to people who are in our age group, we think 
generally uh, in the same way. We might have some nuances and differences, but generally the majority of young people believe cannabis should be legal, right? The majority of young people believe that healthcare should be universal. Everybody should be able to go to the doctor. The majority of young people believe that you should not have to pay to go to college. Right? That if it's a state institution, I should be able to go to get a college education. The majority of the young people believe that, right? Why in the hell don't you show up and go just press a button and say, this is what I believe? It's, that's, that's what voting is. Going and showing up, pressing a button and say, this person believes in that, I'm sending them to go speak for me. Whether you are a city council member, a state representative, a state senator, or a congressperson, that is in essence what you are voting for. And those people vote to appoint a lot of people who make a whole lot of decisions. Library boards, you ever figure out how a library end up in your neighborhood or not? There's a library board in most communities. How the fuck you get on the library board? How you get on the library board? The city council. So your city council member usually appoints your library board. Your library board takes tax dollars out of your property taxes to pay for the library system. Clayton, let's go down to City right? Hall and just get on a bunch of boards. And what? Man, I can't wait. So who? Oh, <laughs> Do you got to be there every day? No, you meet once a month. Oh, yeah. You might have two meetings a month. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, you don't get paid. It's not a paid position. Oh, no. We're taking but, money under the table. But, no, no don't We're not you. That. We're not you. <laughs> We're not you. We're getting this shit for all the wrong reasons. I might, I might get to... over there with the Republicans. I don't know. They balling. They balling. They balling. Fuck be, all this community. Be the rock, <laughs> take from the rich to give to the public. Shit, I'm going over there to get Man. rich, rent the rich, and say fuck everybody else like they doing. What if that's the one condition that they got. Look, we're gonna put you onto this money, but you can't help nobody. <laughs> now, I, I, no exceptions. <laughs> I'm sure that's happened. Probably what it is. It's probably what it I'm is. I'm sure that it's happened. I think that's probably what happened too, though, man. They get over there and get to doing the evil shit and the shit feel good, man. It just probably feel good to fuck really, people over to them. I think what really happens is people get trapped. Yeah. I think that, that I always talk about a, uh, and I, I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm gonna say it. Uh, Okay, hold up. I gotta ask you this. Go ahead. Because you might say some shit. Yeah. I ain't want you to say that. I feel like you. I don't know. I promise you. Go ahead. A $60,000 Negro. That ain't enough. Listen, I'm gonna break it down. Negroes cost way more than that, though. Listen to what I'm telling you. Somebody who makes $60,000 a year in Baton Rouge is just between the median income of a black Baton Rouge and the median income of white Baton Rouge. White Baton Rouge median income is 84,000 a year, black median income is 42, right? If I make 60,000, I'm right in the middle. I don't wanna go back to the hood and I'm trying to get to where they at. So when I'm in this position and the question comes, am I gonna speak up on this black issue? Well, my baby had a good school, I live in a nice neighborhood, and if I say that, the man on the job might get mad. Now, I understand the frustration and the situation, but the question is, are you gonna be bound to that for the rest of your life? Because don't call me then <coughs> when it's your son on the side of the road with the police in the middle of the night, and the last time the dude was at the, step, at the store selling CDs, you were saying, I was doing too much when I was out there for him. But you don't know I was out there for a 16-year-old kid named Jacoby Davis three months before. Right. And if we had dealt with the cop who was on Jacoby Davis 
Alton Sterling would have never got killed. Because the same cop who punched Jacoby Davis in the back of the head at Earth Day in, in April, shot Alton Sterling July the 5th, 2016 at the S grocery store. I wrote columns on both of them. So I, you can say I'm the crazy man howling in the wind all you want to. The truth is the truth. And $60,000 black folk who are more concerned about their salary and their neighborhood create a problem for us as a people because we need all of us to use our platforms in whichever way we can to say, nah, that's some bull. It's that simple. All of us gotta be a little uncomfortable. You don't get to say you don't care about politics. Politics get in your business every day. You tired of being over-policed in your community? Did you vote? Don't get on the internet talking all that trash to me about uh, protesting and being mad when the police whoop your ass and you don't vote. Don't call me. Call a crackhead. <laughs> call somebody, don't call me. Now, now, what if that was our disposition? What if that was the disposition of the advocates in our communities? Right. It's not. We yeah. gonna show up for whoever call us, yeah. whatever the situation is. I've been fighting for a brother named Ronald Green. I never met that man. State police in Louisiana killed him on the side of the road. He had the video for two years. I stood on the steps of the state capitol and told the governor, they say you was a good white man, John Bell, be a good white man. <laughs> <laughs> See, you can't be saying that type of shit. Yes, you can. John Bell, next campaign. You know why I can John say Bell, that? being a good, good white, white man. man. Let me tell you why you can say that. Because black people make up 34% of the state of Louisiana, and when that white man was elected, black people was 450,000 of the 700,000 votes he got. Mm. You owe us something. And what you owe us is justice. I'm a math person, and God we trust, everybody else bring data. Black people are 900,000 registered voters in Louisiana, 1.2 million eligible voters. John Kennedy, the crackhead uh, candidate, uh, had 536,000 votes to win. It's 900,000 black people in Louisiana. 900,000 registered black voters, 1.2 million eligible black voters. 536,000 votes is what he won with. Mess you up again. 30 days before that, and I'm high while I'm telling you this, 30 days before that, okay, Hillary Clinton got 580,000 black votes, right? But 30 days later, this man wins with 536,000 votes because 28% of black voters in New Orleans showed up, 32% of uh, black voters in Baton Rouge, and 28% of black voters in Shreveport showed up. If just the black people that showed up 30 days before had showed up again, John Kennedy would not be the U.S. Senator talking about crackheads today. So you saying if black people just went out and voted like hell, just one good time. We send him home. I'm saying like it'll fuck the whole shit up. The whole system. So like the next time this election, all the black people show up. If November the 8th. Okay. In every state that black people have a voting power block, we show up in masses, we will flip the whole scale. Worldwide, all over this country, you Man. you you can go. That's the type of shit that needs to be said. No, seriously, yeah. you can elect. We've had eleven black U.S. senators in the history of the country, right? If black people show up, you can elect Mandela Barnes in Wisconsin, Val Demings in Florida, Charles Booker in Kentucky, Sherry Beasley in North Carolina, and me in Louisiana. Man, you got to put five new black U.S. senators in the U.S. Senate. It ain't never January. been that many at the same time. There have never been more than three at the same time. Okay. 
This is the type of shit yeah, black people yeah. need to hear. There have never been more yeah, than three. Club saying with all of them people you named, they need to come down here too. We can do it. It's not. Yeah. I, I yeah, can give you Charles Booker number before we leave. Okay, bet. It's nothing. Like if Charles Booker uh, is is doable if black folks show up. Mandela Barnes is already the lieutenant governor of Wisconsin, so he's already been elected statewide. The question is, is Milwaukee gonna show up in masses? Right? How did Joe Biden become the president? Because he was chilling with Obama, and we thought he was good white because, folks. Like because said. on election night, we was waiting for, <coughs> for black cities to show up. We was waiting for the votes in Philadelphia for, for Pennsylvania. Yeah. We was waiting for the votes in Atlanta for Georgia, right? We was waiting for Phoenix and Arizona. That's brown people, okay? Yeah. Right? In, in every state that Joe Biden made a flip, it was black votes that they was waiting on. Right. Every one of them. When, when, when leader Abrams didn't win in, in uh, her last election, I wasn't looking for white women. You know what I said? I was looking for where were the 40,000 votes of black folk in Fulton and DeKalb County. You know what I said when she lost? What you said? They stole it from her. They did steal it now. We got to we got to add we got to throw that out though. They did, we can't but, let them get away say, with this let shit. Let me tell you what I appreciate about make it Let me tell you what I appreciate about Lita Abrams. That she understands that they cheated. And now she say to hell with it. I'm going to run up the scope. Because if it, when, when somebody cheats on you in a game, that right, they can't beat you. The way that you win is run the score up so that no matter what the refs do, right. they can't beat you. Right. So Lita Abrams said, all right, you SOB stole it from me. I'm going to go register 800,000 voters. Yeah. So the next time an election shows up and you think, you oh, you stole 100,000, 200,000, I got 800,000 still in. On your ass. Right? I'm on your ass. Stacey Abrams, <laughs> no lie, is probably one of the most gangster people in politics in America. That's yeah. why they hate her so much. That's why you see so much advertising attacking her. Because when you stole something from me and I said, okay, cool, all right, fuck it, you stole it. I'm gonna go register 800,000 and I'm gonna take two U.S. Senate seats for that one governor's race you stole from me. That's a badass black woman. Man, why you ain't came on here earlier to talk about this shit? I've been trying to get, hey, I've been trying to get here since this summer. No, I'm just saying, bro. You know, who wasn't letting you come through? Who, who, who was the hold up? It was a scheduling thing. Who it was, was the hold up? I ain't blaming nobody. No, I'm just We hit it there. We hit it there. I'm just bullshit. <laughs> Damn, bro. Right. I, I, and, and I ain't never said that publicly because, not because I don't support her, but because I think that we just don't have the space to tell the truth a lot of time. Bro, drop, what's the, um, where can they pull, pull up your columns, man? We have a very, like, an audience. The Rouge Collection's website isn't down, but if you, it's down now, but you can go, if you look up therougecollection.com, you can find the stories, or you can go to uh, the Rouge Collection on Facebook. All of the old stories are there. Yeah. I they haven't been in a while, though. Yep, yeah, come on, man. That's your, that's, your, that's your gift and your well, power. We, we, we do that's how you reach now. the people. Yeah, we do ads now. Yeah. And, and the, the weed ad did 30 million people. That's a whole lot more than 40,000 people in that college. That's what's up. That's hard. Touch it, man. You yeah. got it. That's real. 30 million. 30 million. And we ain't pay for that. You were just smoking a blunt in the swamp. Telling the truth. I don't know if it was the swamp, but it looked... We was in City Park in oh, New Orleans. Okay. It looked... Okay. Yeah. We went to the most legal place in Louisiana. The most legal. New Orleans, we help pass. You got to get with Pete, man. We we do. Call him. I, listen, because you tell huh, me. Huh, nigga, what? We vote. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know we had a song last year about Big Freedom. That's funny. 
I didn't, I didn't know Big that. Big Freedy did a song for us last year. It, it turned New Orleans out for us uh, in my congressional race. I missed the congressional race. I'm not here to play with you votes. That'd be crazy. <laughs> I need to be on the marketing team, dog. <laughs> we know limit voters. I, I thought, thought I voted. voted. <laughs> <laughs> I got you voted. <laughs> 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 hey man, put that man on slogans, man. Put that man on slogans. All you gotta do is hit us in, in the afternoon after we just smoked a few blunts, man. That'd man be crazy, you. bro. You had a whole Louisiana on them politics, oh, even the street you know, niggas. Uh, so I'm finna go down here with my little yeah, finna vote, you heard me? Get these folks my pain, you heard me? The slides, and the slides we said, tell your mama to vote. Tell your little yeah to vote. Tell your side piece to vote. Uh, no, was it uh, sneaky your sneaky link? Tell your sneaky link to vote. Uh, yeah. It, it kind of moved around for us too. We we go straight to the culture though. Hey, yo, T, there, run me down here so I can vote real fast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> to go over here and make voting. Make and voting. after I make voting, I'm gonna get back with you, Herman. Because <laughs> I'm supposed to be in the studio with Taz. I got Meg Rose. I got Meg Rose. Taz finna sign me the cash money. <laughs> so I'm finna go over here and oh, make, yeah. make a move. Uh, then I'm gonna make voting. Stop by, give me a poll, boy. <laughs> That'll be hard. <laughs> Fuck it, man. I'm just saying. I didn't know, though, if black people all went to just vote it all at once, that it'll fuck everything up. It'll mess the whole yeah, system up. Damn. It, it would shock the system in a way that I don't think black people have done since Reconstruction. That'd be hard. What if we just woke up one day and they was reading the results and motherfuckers won? We ain't even know. Like, black people just took shit too far. <laughs> Aretha Franklin? Wait a minute. Who put her name down all them times? You saw what they said about her? Shit. Oh, they said the FBI was investigating her uh, all those years for a supporting black activists. For real? Yep. Now, you know, th this is another thing. All right, man, don't the, fuck this up for me. I've been doing comedy 17 years now. If I support you and they start investigating me, I'm going to be mad as hell. Well, let's be honest, okay? No, nah, I'm finna go. Not yeah. All right? If, 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 you, if in any way you are uh, massively influential with the culture, somebody is watching you. But that's the thing, bro. It's the we degree just, to which they watching. You know what we are? We are what you call provocateurs of information. <laughs> Shut uh, up. Yeah, we just provide information. Yeah, we're provocateurs. <laughs> we provide the information and let people make their own decisions. We don't never tell nobody what to do. You know. Hove did that, so hopefully you don't got to go through that. There's this picture of uh, Malcolm X, uh, Sam Cooke, and Muhammad Ali walking out of a hotel in Miami, right? Uh, One night in Miami, they made yeah, that movie. Yeah, they, they go that. in, they have a conversation. Um, I don't think we see enough images like that today. And then when we do, we criticize the black activists that we do see with hip-hop and entertainment. Right. When the truth is, Ali and Muhammad Ali, I mean, Ali and Malcolm X and Sam Cooke was homeboys, yeah. right? And Sam Cooke and Muhammad Ali were funding the work that was happening to help black folks, <clears throat> right? 
Uh, and we know that Jay-Z and a lot of folks in the industry do do things. I think that we should be challenging all of our artists and all of the people who influence the culture to be putting that same level of influence. If you're not talking to the activists in your network or in your community, uh, you really have a deficit because the change that you could be making happen, you're not really making it happen. The truth is- Let me shout mine now. A, you don't need to be a- Scapegoat uh, go Jones. That's my dog. I was rushing, and I had a little smoke in my throat. You, you, you have to have a real pipeline of information, and the reality is you don't need to be a subject matter expert. They have subject matter experts. What do they not have? in order to do the work? Is it resources? Is it passing information? Is it connectivity to certain people? Those are the conversations that we should be having, but we gotta have a room where we sit in and have that conversation where we're not judging each other on either side, right? Uh, it's activists, we should be able to answer the questions about the work that we do and be challenged on that, but the same should be for artists and entertainers or people in the culture. We should be able to have a conversation where we walk in and are able to challenge the things that uh, the culture is doing because we are both impacted by what the other does, whether we realize it or not. Mm. I always argue that, you know, the back and forth about what we as black people need to do. There's so many, so many point of views on it, like points of view. I don't think there's no one thing that we need to do. I think that's that, what I say all the time. I think that we got to recognize that everybody has their own lane and their own gift yeah. and that the value is let's say you love kids. Well, that ain't my gift, right? And you want to that's, that's harsh, man. <laughs> man I, I got one. Um, I love my daughter to death. I'm gonna do everything I can to be a provider for her, but I'm not looking to take care of everybody else's kids. That's not my gift, right? I don't, you don't want me in your classroom teaching children. Uh, for me, this is what I do well. But for those who want to work with young people and children, we need them. And we need to fund that work. We need to make sure that they got resources for after school programs, tutoring, mentorship, and just stuff for kids to do to stay occupied, right? Okay, so it's gonna be people in the community that's gonna say, well, what's the holdup? I think the holdup is how many of us have not sat at tables and talked about how we can do it and then actually went out and did it? I ain't looking for like 10, 10 meetings, right? right. Uh, for me, it's really like, here we all know the problems, let's sit down and have a conversation, throw some money on the pot and go fix one problem. Okay. After we fix that problem, we go fix another problem. What's three, four things we say that we want to come together and do? And let's do them three, four things. After we do them, we find three, four more things to do. How you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. That's it. Yep. One issue at a time. We cannot fix everything overnight. We ain't get here overnight, right? We did not get into the condition that we are as a people overnight. So if we're gonna change the condition of our people, we're gonna have to do the work. And the work takes time. That's another thing I think young people gotta really embrace that like, it takes time for these things to happen. You can't get mad something didn't happen our way, somebody lost the election and we say the hell with it, I ain't voting no more, I ain't coming no more because the person I was for didn't win, the system rigged, it's against us. It is rigged, it is against us. Let's do something about it. That's real. See, that's why you need more platforms <clears throat> to talk this kind of shit. I do. You do. And that's why we've been trying to get you on here. Yeah, man. <laughs> I had the backwoods people ready to goddamn do something. They campaigning and shit like that. Let me get that. You need this one? Yeah, let me get that. Okay, bet. Now, this one right here is from Tokyo. 
This day, uh, Yakimoshi, right? Yakimoshi. This day, yeah, I did Yakimoshi. I'm telling you. Right, what's that, what's that Yakimi? What y'all got down there in New Orleans? What? Yeah, Yakimi. Yeah. It's all good. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR-positive HER2-negative MBC as the first hormonal-based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. I feel you when you talk about the Louisiana shit, though, because I'm from Mississippi and shit. 
the, the two blackest states in America. Mississippi is the blackest state in America, 37% black. You're trying to tell motherfuckers they don't want to hear this. You know, I have this, this concept of a new black South. Uh, I want all black people in all other places to move back to the South so we can take it over. Man, don't let nobody hear this shit. That'll be the best movie of the summer. Hold you on, gotta me. tell it. It's the, it's, the, it's the great migration in reverse. All black folks in the 1920s, 30s, and 40s, we left the South to go to Detroit, Chicago, New York, LA, because they had jobs and less racism, right? Black folks get so killed. insane. Yeah, right, right, right. Because if you look at it, uh, what, Laquan McDonald was in Chicago. Right. Uh, well, I can name somebody in every different city that we went oh, to Midwest, that dealt sweet. with the same yeah. things that we deal with in the South. The question is, how do black people build critical mass? And if we build critical mass... Concentration. Go, concentration. And then you go from two or three black U.S. senators to potentially 16. 16 out of 100, when you only need 50 votes to pass something. I'm talking about taking over, partner. Man, that'll be hard. I'm, I hope that shit happened in my life. Man, if I got to run or something. You know how Hip hop. Let go. If the industry start talking about it, it's over. Yeah. But like, like I said. Hip hop influences everything. Everything. And that's why we try to use this platform to bring on a variety of people, man, so we can have this information. You know, all across the board, man, we bring all type of entertainers and people who do a, a multitude of different things so we can have the resources and the information. I Everybody think, come through here, drop some jewels, and we just stack them up, you know. Now we just got a whole fucking jewelry store. Crazy. Mississippi, what part? Oxford. Great old place. Ole Miss, home of the Rebels. You know. You gotta go. One day you gotta go. We get criticized a lot uh, for this. Yeah. You ever ask the question why we never criticize politicians who drink on camera every day? And more people die from drunk driving than they do from smoking weed. You think we should start like ostracizing them? I think we should just play fair. Yeah. And and I know a lot of smoking politicians, they just don't smoke publicly. Yeah, they 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 can't. They got an they image. Can. They got an image. A lie. Yeah, DC. I went out like a few times and like you'll see some political people and they be But they I be feel like shit. everybody who got like a, a real like real world job or they have to do serious shit. I feel like they get fucked up all the time because work be stressing them out and shit like that. For real. Yeah. Most of the people that I have encountered uh, that are real smokers are people that got real government jobs and CEOs of corporations and things of that, you know. Uh, it ain't just the hood paying for all this weed in these candy stores in California. Right. Yeah. That's real. That's the game though, man. Some of the, sometimes shit don't even seem real how it's just, like you said, going out there and then it's weed stores everywhere and the people who live there don't even smoke like that. They don't even give a fuck. We went to um, some grow houses in California and Maryland uh, and my press secretary, Tanisha, 
when we came out of it, she said, man, it's like New Jack City on steroids. Yeah. You know, like it, it was, it was to me to watch what we know we've seen our people do for years and get incarcerated for, and then these folks uh, go and profit off of that same thing and while our people still in jail right, for still locked up for it, right. And you telling me not to talk about it? No, I'm going to smoke it so we can make it less controversial. Let's stop acting like this so controversial. It's not. Elon Musk was smoking on, on the little... And he about to buy Twitter. He worked, yeah, he, he about trillion dollars close he about, to he, it. He about to spend 40-something billion dollars to buy Twitter. That's some high-ass shit right there. <laughs> Nigga was just sitting there like, I'm gonna buy Twitter. That was some real shit, though. <laughs> About Twitter. <laughs> I love that shit, bro. I'ma change that logo first. <laughs> Make that bitch a big E. Yeah, yeah, nigga. It's, nigga, it's electric, baby. It's me. Elon. <laughs> Fuck you, me. Nigga. Yeah, Twitter, bitch. Might get Facebook too if they make me mad. <laughs> This motherfucker gonna change the world. He building robots and shit. I don't know about that. Uh, I'm with you. I'm telling you. He coming up with that Terminator shit. He more hyped. I, I, ain't, I ain't gonna say it, man. He ain't more hype. He ain't gonna send the drone to me. <laughs> hey, man, does, does, has he put some stuff together? Yeah, but it's other people doing that stuff, and the shit he do don't always be for the purpose he be doing it for. That's this, the shit. Let me say what I think is something that we need to be able to accept, that somebody can do something exceptional, right? and still be of no value to us. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you fucking right. Yeah. I knew the I game can't deny shot. that what he's doing with his companies is exceptional. That shit is exceptional. Uh, is he a value to black America? Uh -huh. Are black people anywhere? No. no. But who is? Who is? I think that there are folks who are. We're going to come out with, with the first black electric cars. Plug it to a regular socket. You know what kind of battery we gonna use? <laughs> We're gonna put them Nokia phone batteries in there, bitch. We're gonna have 87 Nokia phone batteries bundled together. The car ain't gonna go but round the corner. <laughs> Shit. And that's all you need. You charge that motherfucker no every 30 days. It can go around the corner, up the street, the down the, the block. Yeah, that's about it. That same car that go through the hood about that's 10 it. times ain't coming out the hood at all. It's for the people that know they don't really be going nowhere. No, had a safe driving mode. Did my kids in here? Ooh, I don't really even need to be gone that long mode. Your, oh, your car man. just started beeping. <laughs> like an alarm. You got a button on there where you could just make static come back on your phone. Hey, I'm in the car. I hit you back. Shh, 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 shh. <laughs> How the fuck you got static? <laughs> <It's a> button. <laughs> That'll be dope. We getting our shit together, though. It's we are. Black people progressing like a motherfucker. I'm proud of us, man. To, to see... Uh, if you put it into perspective, black folk really only been free in America 50 years. Hell yeah, now you talk know. that shit. Uh, my, my dad is 79, uh, my mom is 76. Both of them were born without the right to vote, the right to go to uh, public, school public schools yeah. that were not segregated. Um, Even in public. They were not, my mom was about to go to college or so when they were getting their rights, right? So in my family, I am the first generation of black people in my family 
born with all my constitutional rights. Hey. You too, though. I'm a check. I'm from Mississippi. I know they ain't gave us all our rights at birth. I, I know that Mississippi just Mississippi just don't do shit like that. No, no, don't even tell me can't vote. Yeah, don't break your spirit all the way down now. All that. So, so yeah. you're the first generation in your family born with all your constitutional rights. Yeah. No. And when you put and that they in still the, don't be giving me all the shit they supposed and, and to give me. That's that what in, I'm saying. I want to double check. But when you, I'm put mad that about in, that small business loan. I need to talk to you off camera. They could have gave me that little money. <laughs> <laughs> now what you say when you check what? When you when you check into uh, how we got here, right? And you look at where we have progressed in that 40, 50 year time span. Most folk couldn't have done as much as black folk have done since we got off of the plantation or off of the Jim Crow system that exists in America. Just not, it's just not gonna happen. I dare uh, us to have put white folks in the condition that black folk were in in America and see what they produce in 40 years. Wait a minute now, wait a minute. There's no need to get hostile. I'm gonna tell the truth there, bub. Listen here, buddy. Hey, hey, I'm gonna listen. tell the truth, bud. <laughs> That's the beautiful part about being black, man, the resiliency. Yes, sir. You never know, man. This shit might, like you said, at any moment, you never know when we might go and just show up in numbers yeah. and just, you know what I'm saying, take, we might, you know us. Once we get to fucking with some shit, it's over with. And then I think people got it twisted, too. I hear people say, like, uh, you know, oh, we can't keep blaming, uh, stuff on, on white people or that. And I'm like, man, first of all, people act like they, we got, they be like, oh, you gotta do what you gotta do. Nobody complains and not does anything. That's the thing. Like, I don't know where these motherfuckers that you seeing, like you, you know what I'm saying? Like, motherfuckers ain't just sitting back right. and not, we making a way every goddamn day despite all this bullshit. So the, like you said, the resiliency is there, but that, I don't know. I, all we saying is, we won't play by the same rules. Come on, man. And we want you to address the deficits. Come on. That's it. Come on. I'm not asking for anything exceptional. We recognize that there are policies that you have done that have been detrimental to us. Right. If those policies that you have done have been detrimental to us, you owe us policies that work to make sure that you undo that wrong. Right. That's all I'm saying. That's yeah. it. It's not complicated. Right. You know, yeah. uh, we can we can put shiny bubbles on top of it. We can do whatever what we want yeah. to. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that's what we're saying. Yeah. Exactly. You know, that, that if you had policies that said that black people couldn't get these loans, then there ought to be special loans created specifically for black right. people. If you decide, Interest free. If you Come gave, if you gave money. As long as I'm alive and I owe you, I'm going to put something on it. If, if you gave money. Oh, 8%. If eight. you gave money, which tax dollars came out of my pocket to do this, right. for GI bills and all of these things that allow people uh, to go into these communities and purchase homes on the government, right. then you owe me the same. Right. That's the same way they built the ghetto, build us a little That's suburb it. like you well, was talking they, about they earlier. just build a ghetto. They built the suburbs because they gave them the loans to get the property in. That's the what suburbs. I'm saying. We don't want that. We do all that and we moving out there. Give us our chance. I feel like I could really excel without all this extra racism and shit like that. Might fuck around and create, you know, time travel or some shit with the right resources. <laughs> you never know. Shit. Nigga might come up I'm with a, stay, a with a liquid right metal like, like they put in Wolverine body or something. Nigga, I, I could get on some next level type shit. You do that. What if I find out how to motherfucking transcend through dimensions and shit like that? Okay. All right. Teleportation is real. 
fuck right. around and end up in serious beat because all they want to see me in is the Milky Way galaxy, but I know it's a billion galaxies and then it's a billion you're in the more. Matrix, huh? Yeah. Uh huh. And I shit like that. <laughs> I got it. Because I be wanting to know too. <laughs> I got it. He in the Matrix, y'all. Yeah, shit, anything possible. If we can live in a, on a fucking big-ass rock that's floating through outer space, we can do all kinds of shit. Don't tell me that I'm just a nigga. <laughs> I'm a motherfucker. I am the aliens that they tell you about, nigga. Think about it. At some point, everybody lived in a dick. <laughs> no, man. Guess the fuck they did? You I lived in the sack. The nigga lives in the sack. That's part of the dick. You didn't get to the dick till it was really was, time to go. Everybody in if this you was in the dick, you was loaded. You was on deck. You was about to get in the game. How you if think you, you made dick, Do you know the chances of you becoming a human, nigga? So you think all the, so you think all the sperm just hang out in the dick already? Like, man, I'm just going to be ready when he get ready. Nigga, you could have. They right there by the way. Hey, man, I was here first. Nigga, think about it. You could have been feet. You could have been skin, nigga. You could have been the part of the sperm that wasn't the human. <laughs> yeah, you don't think about that shit. This shit is amazing, bro. How did I get here? <laughs> we had now. Now we had. You was had talking about the political shit. I get had and talk about, talk about hypothetical shit. Because what are the chances of me being able to speak, nigga? Google that. <laughs> All right. I'm just saying. <laughs> Shit is strange when you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> think about they that. They go ahead and say you can't have any ass with him. He's talking about traveling through dimensions. Hey, you remember those crackheads I was telling you about? Gary Chambers is hanging out with him and he smokes dope with him. <laughs> Oh, man. oh, wow. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Keep doing your thing, man. Disrupt the justice or whatever it is. I hope, I want to see you make Get it, man. Justice. Get some justice. Disrupt, you know, the system that's already in place. You no got doubt. some great ideas and you got great energy. that shit out, man. And you yeah. seem to be very knowledgeable on the subjects that you're approaching. Now keep sharing the knowledge, you know, with the community. Keep us in the loop. Always. Take advantage of all of these platforms, man. You know exactly where we located at. Anytime you hear some groundbreaking information like the shit you were saying today, bring that back. We will. Bring that back. You heard it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Call, have the press secretary hit me. We got some breaking news. We got to get back in there. <laughs> Damn it, Mom, I'm asleep. What is it? <laughs> I want you to show up and be like, I got the files. <laughs> Throw the shit on the table. This is what they've been doing all these years. <laughs> now look, I got some shit that go all the way back to 84. All I could find was up to 84. Look at this. <laughs> I didn't want to tell you about the aliens. No, no. Man, where you get this picture at? Is that Martin Luther King with a jerker? <laughs> where did you find this? Oh, man. Nah, I only knew you from the commercial, but glad to meet you and your platform is even, you know, it's even dope. Even what you were saying in the commercial, I fucked with, but to have you here and express all your shit, hey, man, we pulling for you. I right. appreciate it. I, appreciate I can't go down there and vote for you, because then that would be a whole nother commercial. Right? No doubt, but you, you drove a bus of crackheads down here to vote for them. You what have the, the influence over a whole lot of people in our community right. that tune in to y'all 
that I hope hear something in this conversation that motivates them to be a part of the process. And wherever you are in this country, that if you're a part of <laughs> the communities that we name, that you show up for the people that we name. Can you name them one more time? Val Dennis in Florida. Mm. So that means if you're in Dade County or Duval County, Orlando or any of those places, you need to be showing up for Val Demons November the 8th. Um, Val Demons. Rubio home. Uh, Sherry Beasley in North Carolina. Mandela Barnes in Wisconsin. Charles Booker in Kentucky. Uh, all running for the U.S. Senate as well as myself in Louisiana. And you got to show up for Lita Abrams here in Georgia and Raphael Warnock here in Georgia. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, yeah. What's your website again? ChambersForLouisiana.com. Right. Y'all gonna legalize the weed? I think we're not far from it. Seventy percent of people in Louisiana think that we should have recreational. Uh, all that farming down there. I mean, when we drive through the through the state, going to different places, we talk about it all the time. Because I went to the largest, one of the largest groves in California, um, and I'm talking about acres of cannabis. Right. You know, and Everybody in there got health insurance. Everybody in there making over $15 an hour. Right. Everybody in there uh, is feeding their family, right? That's important, right? I would and, love and we know that there's medicinal benefits. The other thing I think that when we deschedule from the federal level, that opens up a lot of research to happen at the university level that's not happening. And there's all kinds of things that I think we're gonna be able to unlock when we get into that research. They're not Hell even yeah. testing the right weed. <laughs> No doubt. But they need to let they the shit grow down weed. there, bro. Can you imagine some of that damn, damn Louisiana swamp weed? <laughs> let, let the voodoo lady then pray it over. Don't put the voodoo lady in it, man. No, no. Shit. <laughs> like, hey, it's that spicy weed right here. <laughs> spicy? <laughs> Smell like pine sauce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. It's that Louisiana, it's three different kinds of weed on here. Look, yellow, green, and purple, all together. They grow it together. Well, they put the seasoning in this. What? <laughs> they, they, they put the little cage seasoning on the weed. I think we're gonna produce some of the best in the country. I already know that. I believe I believe in, in Louisiana. We're gonna have a, good, a whole heap of uh, investors from the industry to come down and buy up a lot of that land and make it happen, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. The crazy part is, they already got something down there. They ain't gonna have to start. Oh, I know. I know. They got folks that's getting into the, the hemp side of it now so that whenever uh, the cannabis side is fully legal or they growing CBD right now, so that when they is full scale, full scale is legal, that they can just convert their licenses over. Okay. Right. We gotta do like, we gotta buy a bunch of acres and then just let the motherfucker piece it together. Then, then you can get a little I'ma tell y'all. He's one of the coldest to ever do it on buying land in Louisiana. Uh, P bought land in Bat so much land in Baton Rouge that one of the pieces of property that uh, P bought that the state put money in his pocket off of that. Like the man was a master at just putting himself in a position to say, I'ma own some stuff, I'ma hold it, and somebody gonna give me some money for it at some point. And he mastered Pete. He mastered that. Mastered. Mastered it. You know. Don't push Pete. You better master Pete. Come on, man. <clears throat> no doubt. Master Pete. No doubt. That's one of my biggest influences too. I got a list of down south ghetto legends that, you know, that's why we named the tour ghetto legends, man. Pete. P, the things, the things that Louisiana has done to influence 
the world of music. You know, when you think about it, you can go back to Fats Domino, you right. know, uh, Louis Armstrong, uh, and then you roll that up to people, uh, John Baptiste, uh, PJ Morton. Uh, the f you can't go nowhere in Black America, and you you bu you bust out that for the nine nine two thousand, and the whole energy in the room change no matter what part of the country you are in. You don't get that without Louisiana. All I'm saying is that as good as the music is and the food is, that we can have communities that are as strong and as vibrant as that energy is if we put a different type of leader in place. Right. That's it. We got the sauce. There you go, right there. You heard. Any questions in the room? Black people? Any questions from the black community? I knew you had one. I think, one, elected officials have to do a better job engaging the community directly. Um, I think once people get elected, a lot of times they get so busy doing the job that a lot of times they're not doing the intentional engagement. Uh, when you campaign and you come sit down and have these conversations, right? You should come back and have these conversations when you are in office so that people know what's going on. Because the same way you want to get them in, to, to get them engaged to vote, you got to go into those same channels in order to keep them engaged. You gotta meet people where they are. That's just, that's just it. But what if a motherfucker start off as a community activist, they come on here and they be like, that's right, we gotta get people out here, we gotta get them voting. And then a nigga win and then he come back and be rich as fuck. Be like, boy, you getting that money, man. Watch out, man. Go ahead. <laughs> well, them, we should. Them Senate checks hit different. We should, <laughs> we should wanna see our people progress, though. Oh, most definitely. Uh, we should wanna see that the people that go out there and make the sacrifice for us eventually see a reward from that sacrifice. Most yeah, definitely. So the many truth of our is leaders too, they died without shit. any fruit. Right. You know, um, think of all that we have inherited from the sacrifice of Dr. King and Malcolm X, right? Hell yeah. And both of them were robbed of their lives and their children didn't have them to be their providers all of their lives. Man, I just um, wish he would have lived long enough to pull up somewhere in a phantom. In, indeed, the, 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 the truth for us has to be that we don't want that to be the outcome for our leaders. Um, the right. reason that so many of our people end up in a situation where they doing something that is, is questionable is because we have not secured enough to make sure that people are stable while they go out there and do this work for us. On the other side, them folks, they got their bread when they're in there. So now nah, they're not taking no money out the cookie jar because they, they are branded up, they, they're secured. So they can go down there and vote for you on a conscious level because they're not starving. Right. Right? We send people into battle starving. Right, and you're not yourself when you And then somebody you else bring food to them and they eat and we mad at them, but we ain't feed them, right? Like that's, that's really what this is and that has to be a continual conversation for us that we recognize that it's our obligation to take care of our soldiers. That's real, because it is. And, and the government has done a good job putting the strongest of our soldiers in jail, all right? It ain't, it ain't mythical that they put so many black men in jail, right? right? These dudes could be running corporations and businesses. If you could run a run a illegal trap business mm -hmm. under the nose of the federal government or the local police, 
you can certainly run a, a legitimate business. Yeah. Right? You just have to be resourced enough. I knew a guy on uh, in Baton Rouge, white guy, bought a company, but when he started the company, he called his grandmama. He said, I need a loan to go start the business. Grandmama gave him $500,000. He went God to the bank. Damn, grandma. Grandmama, grandmama had $500,000. She gave him $500,000, he went to the bank, got a $5 million loan, all right? He needed a certain type of equipment for his business. He went out and bought that type of equipment for his business. Uh, let's say this was eight years ago, okay? And the beginning of this year, he sold that business for an unreported amount of money to the largest company of its kind in the world. Started with a $500,000 loan from grandma, right? Most of us can't go to grandma and get five thousand dollars. Five hundred. You did. Grandma had we, five now. We got damn man. Grandma pressed that little five in your palm, man. Don't don't do grandma like that. But when you process that, we not playing with the same deck of cards. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like when 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 he said, "Oh, I just got a little loan from my grandma." You know, my mama. When I started the business, my mama bought me a computer. That's real talk. My mama got, I started my first business. Uh, I was getting into it. My mom went and bought me a, lab, uh, uh, a desktop computer so I could do my work on it. Because that's what my mama could afford to help me with in my business. And any little thing I've done, my mama made that little contribution to what I'm doing. You know, my dad the same thing. That, but the level of contribution that my folk can make ain't the same. My mom and daddy don't have 10 friends who own multi-million dollar companies that could call their other 10 friends for my first campaign fundraiser and raise $500,000 for me. But I've seen that happen. I've seen people walk in the door for their campaign fundraisers and raise three and $400,000 in one fundraiser. We not playing with the same deck of cards. I gotta get mine $25 at a time. And I'm cool with it, because I'm free. Well, folks, there you have it. This has been another 85 South Show exclusive. And get your ass up yeah. and do something. Yeah. Gary Chambers. Yeah. I know this is your first time in the trap. Don't let it be your last. Shout out, brother. Clayton English, tell him good night. Man, you know what time it is. Come back, 85 South. Get down. We know limit voters. All right, we out here. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque.
AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.